Greetings, everybody out there in dreamland. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. You are listening to the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Broadcasting to you from the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast, the third coast of Texas. The darkest truths from the darkest web need to be told. And you must listen to the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Greetings, everybody out there in Dreamland. Namaste and Shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much for tuning in to another episode of the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am podcasting, directing, directly broadcasting to you from the third coast, the coast of the most. Gulf Coast of Texas. It is my pride privilege to be doing so. So thank you all very much for tuning in. Listeners new and old alike out there in Dreamland. Sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate your time and your support listening to this podcast. If you have been listening over the years since 2020, you know, I deeply respect your, uh, you know, determination, your perseverance, and your, um, you know, your fortitude when it comes to that. I know it's been a, a rocky road and everything, but this is your first episode. I hope that it hits you that there are 383 previous episodes, all original, um, all there for the listening free, except for, I believe... Nearly 100 interviews and um, special guests that I have uh, put for the paid supporters' privilege alone. So if you wish to support via the Spotify for Podcasters, formerly Anchor FM subscription service that I have set up, go ahead and do so. It's also a symbolic gesture of your support for independent journalism uh, via the Beyond a Top Secret Texan. Uh, podcast as well as 100% uh, goes to funding future projects, documentaries, uh, live action um, videos, UFO hunting, you know, etc. As well as helps support, keeps the light on, etc. So, you know how it works. This is a capitalist society. It's America. Uh, we all need uh, support. We all need to have the uh, paying customers. So for 9.99 a month, uh, you too can support the Beyond Top Secret Texan. You know, consider that just as you would a donation to anything else. It is a sign of good faith. And everything counts in large amounts. So the more people who do it, the greater this podcast can uh, grow, the faster it can grow. We're already reaching hundreds of thousands of people uh, every month. We're reaching them internationally. We're ranked in so many countries uh, currently within the top 200 and consistently so within the top 100 with each release of a new episode. And it is 100% because of you, the people who are supporting, who are sharing, who are uh, liking social media, who are following uh, throughout the different uh, ups and downs and trials and tribulations and battles 
which we don't always win. We are winning most of them, but we don't always win. But we will win the war, and we know that for a fact. So here's to all the channels that we've lost. Here's to the uh, two TikToks. Here's to the Instagram. Here's to the Facebook accounts. Here's to the, um, you know, uh, Twitter being suspended constantly. Here's to all the YouTube videos that have been taken down. Here's to three years of living on the edge, uh, sort of Damocles hanging over our head uh, style and everything. Today, it's going to be a preview episode because I know I haven't been making a lot of episodes, at least not as like I used to, keeping up with the old schedule. And if this is your first episode, this is what I'm talking about. 383 episodes in three years. It's a pretty... Uh, pretty consistent, very prolific schedule. It's an intense schedule. And so, um, we, uh, you know, we hit the ground running in 2020 and we started producing episodes, maybe one every couple of days, one a week, definitely, um, sometimes almost one a day for months on end. And, um, today we're going to be speaking about what we have in plan or planning for the next year. Uh, well, this year, actually, well, I'm saying like the, the year to come to basically the year ahead of us. The, um, the ride, the road that we are on, it's going to take us down this avenue. I already have these being researched, and as I research them, I will dedicate a full episode to each one of these sub. And that I'm trying to dedicate, um, a, a maximum amount of attention to each subject uh, rather than um, rapid firing from the hip my episodes to kind of give you the viewer what you deserve which is the highest quality uh, investigative journalism that I can offer in this new year 2023 so the uh, conspiracies that I'm working on the, the actual list of future episodes are as follows uh, and this is in no particular order either this is in no particular order one the Texas government is secretly building a subterranean network of tunnels underneath the state in order to foster a secret plot by the Pentagon in order to retake the state and install martial law from subterranean deep underground military bases and the events of a future civil war are American Revolution 2.0 civil unrest or popular insurrection scenario I firmly believe the evidence is there for that the state of Texas is using its universities in Austin and Dallas as breeding grounds for super soldiers by manipulating their bloodlines and secret genetic research based on scholarship programs. Funded by the CIA. Firmly believe I was also a product of that and have deep intimate connections with that. Three, Texas is the true seat of power of the shadow deep state, military intelligence, and occult society cabals, and is being kept under the control 
with mass hypnosis and support of the state's intelligence agencies, occult societies, organized crime, and private security firms, otherwise known as the police. So don't let the propaganda fool you on that one. Texas is absolutely the capital and the ruling seat of the deep state in the United States. Texas oil fields are being monitored by a secret cabal of international corporations, including British Petroleum, BP, Shell, ExxonMobil, and various other OPEC industries in order to manipulate the state's economy and steer its fortunes in their favor via corrupt civil officials, industrial sabotage, and political lobbying. Think about the 25-year um, promise that occurred around 2012 to 2014 in Texas where everyone got on board the fracking and the new oil boom, as it were, uh, across the state of Texas, uh, regardless of the fact that it poisoned communities, uh, well water systems or water tables, and provided a lot of like you know hazardous situations, and it was very um, uh, costly for the environment, etc. And that they were doing ridiculous things like setting up fracking wells next to school playgrounds, inside uh, suburban neighborhoods, etc. Because everyone wanted to get rich quick and share in the profits, but in reality, it turned out to be a bust, uh, quickly evaporating far faster than the 25-year promise. Uh, you know, it was within five years that the entire oil industry uh, by 2017 was uh, capped by OPEC, to be honest, by OPEC making demands on a federal national level to stop Texas uh, from competing with it. And this is where you get things like, uh, in effect, Trump's ability to bring down the gas price down to uh, $2, uh, for example, or $1, sorry, $1 is some change, um, the lowest it's ever been because of his dealings with OPEC, specifically Saudi Arabia, uh, and his with um, Texas place in the international um, world of energy powerhouses like Canada, Venezuela, like these countries that you wouldn't even recognize uh, as such. Russia, for example, is being an energy powerhouse uh, with its natural gas. Uh, these this is quickly where the new superpower access is being. Um, divided is its abilities to provide natural resources and the areas of West Texas are um, able to provide oil for example for the next 200 years and to make the state as wealthy as any Middle Eastern nation it is only because it's extremely regulated because of its part of the continental United States and the fact that this is used as a bargaining chip to control OPEC because Texas could start exporting oil 
um, and quickly become a player in the market with the protection of the United States. Next, so five, Texas most popular barbecue restaurants are secretly owned and operated by mafia bosses in order to provide themselves with clean money for their illegal activities. So basically, Texas barbecue uh, restaurants throughout the state are uh, mafia-controlled money laundering facilities. And um, the reasoning for that is because they don't really generate a profit, nor are they open very late. Um, the entire idea of barbecue is pretty absurd as a business concept because it's uh, relatively very limited and the supply may always be um, you know on par with the costs and everything because it's expected to be very cheap now not all barbecue places are like that nor is the entire idea of a barbecue place completely like a criminal activity but just like how pizza places up north in the northeast are um, you know weed shops or whatever and the West Coast are used as money laundering facilities because it's an easy place to open. Um, they're popular. They are quote-unquote over in the state where it's like if you open a barbecue place, no one thinks twice. Regardless if it's a feasible business or not, it can be quickly just written off. Yes, of course it is making so much uh, money because it is you know a popular business thing to do in Texas to own these barbecue places, but really they're mostly just uh, old-timey, uh, specifically Texas Mafia-type facilities. Like They're just like how in Breaking Bad, that Mexican drug lord who ran meth in Arizona had a bunch of fried chicken places because they're just so universally ubiquitous and, and, and innocent and common, but at the same time they're perfect for uh, a ways of you know, laundering huge amounts of cash. Six. The state of Texas is actually two autonomous regions with a shared border due to a secret pact between the two governments, the Te Republic of Texas and the United States of America. This is um, a theory that I am working on, and to explain it, would basically kind of be just uh, not spoil it, but uh, to basically be like, you know, saying exactly what I just already said, like repeating it. But yeah, there's two autonomous political regions. There's the United States of America's Texas, and then there is the Republic of Texas, which operates as an independent sovereign state. And they do so uh, parallel to each other at the simultaneously. So there are laws from the federal government that affect the United States of America's Texas, and then there are laws, Texas, and um, you know, political, cultural oversights in Texas that are allowed between the Republic of Texas, specifically the management of law enforcement and its own military, for example. Um, this is why during Jade Helm there was a huge shitstorm because the shadow, you know, the idea of... Texas being an independent state was absolutely violated by this military operation from the United States of America, uh, which saw it as a territory which it basically controls with martial law. 
And at that point, the two systems were openly butting heads in the mainstream media, uh, with even the Texas governor um, activating the Texas military, Texas-specific military, to oversee and watchdog the activities of the federal uh, private military from the Pentagon, or our privateered military from the Pentagon. Professional military from the Pentagon, sorry. Texas national parks are being used by organized crime syndicates as a front for human trafficking, drug trafficking, and training operations. I absolutely believe this, and there's plenty of evidence to state that is obvious that what they do, especially in the South Texas region and the West Texas region around Big Bend National Park, is use the rights of every citizen to go and visit national parks to assemble um, practice outdoor survival skills, practice marksmanship skills. Um, you know, that that's illegal because you can't allow weapon, you know, firing and everything national parks. But if you've ever been to Texas, you know, they don't give a fuck. These are cartels and everything. And this is just a lot of land, even national seashore parks and things like that. This is where they go. They train, they exercise, they, um, you know, work together in groups, do some land navigation, do Intel, uh, use the binoculars, use the walkie talkies, uh, you know, learn how to drop off coke or whatever, the bales of pot, and then learn how to, you know, manage it cross-country, move without leaving tracks, learn how to do tracking, etc. They do that completely in national parks. Absolutely. In national parks are privately owned land. Um, but yes, like, you know, it's, it's one of those things. They just do it out in, in the countryside, and they do it openly, and they're training these foreign organized crime uh, cartels are training like private armies inside Texas borders, uh, like either in national parks or private land. Eight. FEMA is actively surveilling an area of Texas from Houston to San Antonio and using advanced technology to track and monitor citizens living there frequently intervening through natural disasters and effectively waging a psychological operation against the citizens that they are monitoring as targeted individuals as well as preying upon the low-income and homeless populations of both San Antonio and Houston for unethical military or government human experimentation in psychological operations and control. There's a lot of talk with FEMA, for example, during Hurricane Harvey in 2017, where they were trying to force the homeless, uh, but the powers of FEMA and the police, to go to hurricane shelters and to homeless shelters. Um, but the homeless were overwhelmingly refusing, like by a majority refusing to go. And there was a lot of talk and even interviewing homeless people uh, as to why they didn't want to go. And the homeless were adamant, absolutely declaring that the FEMA people were injecting homeless men and women when they went into the camp or they went to the facilities, the hurricane shelters or the homeless shelters, or the FEMA camps, and killing them, killing them with injections. And this was seen, and word gets around, and the homeless trust the homeless. 
and that they were protesting while the hurricane was going on, while the hurricane was raging around them. They were uh, fighting back and refusing to uh, be corralled into these facilities in Houston. Uh, San Antonio, for example, is a very deep state-owned. It's got the CDC headquarters, and they were issues with the Ebola virus, for example, which they brought to Texas specifically to quarantine within San Antonio and research with the CDC facility in San Antonio. And um, there's a lot of major political, you know, three-letter agencies that operate from Houston to San Antonio. Um, but specifically because Houston is always within natural disaster range, FEMA and other groups, for example, are, uh, constantly doing drills around Houston, just like they would in New York City or Chicago, involving, for example, most recently a nuclear bomb blast, a potential nuclear bomb blast or a dirty bomb, uh, being deployed, within the borders of urban Houston and how a city would have to uh, prepare and react to that. And that was two weeks ago as to the recording of this episode, which is May 20th, 2023. The Texas government is stockpiling weapons and equipment so they can take control of the state in the events of a civil war or regional conflict. Uh, this is and kind of a companion one, but this is also a standalone. Um, yes, the the state of Texas, the Texas State Army, is stockpiling small arms, uh, everything from fifty caliber caliber Barretts to uh, you know M4s and 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 sidearms because they are preparing for a guerrilla war against the federal powers of the United States military, the Pentagon, in case of the Civil War and the vote for independence, which will inevitably happen within this century and will uh, potentially lead to uh, martial law, for example, or mass uh, um, suppression of Texas citizens' rights and uh, may even lead to, for example, imprisonments of very powerful uh, political figures and, uh, you know, aristocrats in Texas uh, culture and society. So, barring this, the creation, and there already is the Texas State Army, for example, the creation of a guerrilla force, or the creation of a patriot, just, you know, guerrilla, uh, guerrilla warfare force, like a militia or a Minutemen-type society, um, fighting for independence, uh, the Wolverine-type situation against a far superior force uh, trying to rule through martial law. What you need is small arms, and what you need specifically is ammunition uh, and parts for those small arms to keep them functioning. Um, you know, in the long, arduous, multi-year campaigns. But absolutely, you can do that if you plan ahead of time and have first-world uh, provisions like economies, Etc. We're not dealing with tribes in Myanmar here. We're talking about a, a state inside the United States of America that has an economy larger than Russia. So, of course, they're stockpiling small arms of the highest quality and caliber. 
and strategic locations across the state and absolutely preparing uh, emergency contingencies for any act of aggression from the federal Washington, D.C. controlled United States of America is Texas entity to the independent sovereign state Republic of Texas. And that was nines of ten. The CIA is using a sprawling ranch outside of Austin, Texas to hide a secret bunker where captured aliens and UFOs are taken. Um, it's Fort Hood. Um, I know it sounds crazy because Fort Hood is so open and easy access, but it's literally within everyone's uh, face and nose. And uh, there's also King Ranch, for example, in Texas that they use a lot. Uh, the CIA has assets in and... Uh, the largest uh, CIA uh, stockpile of arms, the armory that they have in America, for example, is in San Antonio. That is absolutely the case, and that they have different facilities across the country, uh, across the country, but they have a lot across the state of Texas, including runways, airports, like the Linda B. Johnson Ranch, for example, Linda B. Johnson's uh, Ranch, um, the Lady Bird Ranch. Um, absolutely a a key point in drug trafficking by the CIA so would not be surprised if it was used for every other illicit means under the sun including the ex the transport of extraterrestrial bodies or uh, you know otherworldly created craft and vehicles Ten more. Now I've decided to I'll read these two. Ten more that I'm working on, but I haven't really gotten too too much into. But I've done enough research into um, that I'm also going to be working on. So for a total of the next twenty episodes, for example, I have already have penciled out and outlined. And you can expect to hear um, one about the JFK assassination. You know, it was arranged by Texas-born uh, and raised military-industrial complex leaders to cover up evidence of a secret government space program known as Solar Warden that was being created in connection with the Pleiadians as well as the Eisenhower Treaty that was also being facilitated by the same military-industrial complex leaders, uh, specifically Howard Hughes. At this time, Howard Hughes, born in Houston, who had the... Uh, ability to create Las Vegas or re re take over Las Vegas and see its design to facilitate the Area 51 um, workforce and a much more security conscious and uh, you know cooperative uh, manner uh, born in Houston, Texas and definitely in control of a lot of that society in Houston, Texas um Next, we'll have uh, the second theory I have is Operation Latex. Operation Latex took place in the 1960s. It was a covert attempt to build a series of underground bunkers and tunnels connecting uh, major facil uh, government facilities in Houston, Dallas, and San Antonio, as well as Austin, to house high-ranking politicians and government officials in the event of a nuclear attack. While this is not unique, because many states and many facilities have proven underground tunnels and survival bunkers, and I myself firmly believe 
not only in the abilities of these, but the universality of these in all major cities, these bunkers, tunnels, emergency bunk, uh, fallout shelters, etc., because of the Cold War and because of the Old World. Um, Operation Latex, for example, is uh, part of the reason why we have the Dallas Tunnels, which are infamous and, um, you know, very mysterious, as well as a huge amount of uh, subterranean rail networks, for example, that crisscross the state, which I've already uh, declared as uh, real because I've heard them. I've, I've completely been a witness to them as far as a witness to a subterranean train can go. Number three. The Waco siege was a false flag operation performed on behalf of the FBI uh, from the U.S. government, by or the U.S. government, to take out rival cult leaders in the region and exert a occult domination on the psyche of Texas Christians. As well as um, spiritualists around America in the 90s. Sorry, I'm at the ATF, not the FBI. The University of, uh, next one, number four, the University of Texas at Austin is actually controlled by the CIA as well as Texas... A&M University, and the university system and large has been heavily infiltrated over the years by CIA recruiters searching for narcissist personalities, as well as DNA lines, effectively, uh, like I said, this also pairs in with the fact that the Texas uh, universities are genetically engineering uh, super soldiers through the college programs of vaccination as well as various other MK Ultra projects that they run. This I know for a fact, too, by the way, uh, because when I went to college, the dean of Texas A&M University was Robert M. Gates, who was also the uh, director of the CIA. Uh, before that, under George Bush in the 90s and oversaw the Texas A&M become the George Bush Library, as well, who was, you know, famous CIA, as well as, uh, the later Secretary of Defense under Obama. So, Texas A&M is as deep state as you can get. The Freemasons are populating a number of various NGOs as well as for-profit companies as well as religious institutions such as evangelical churches and are manipulating the culture of Texas for their own benefits. Rather nebulous, but I absolutely want to do an episode on the Freemasons' control over Texas and how just absolute it truly is.
Six. The NSA has been building a massive underground bunker in East Texas to store sensitive data from listening facilities experimentally attached across the major urban areas of the state. As he continues to spy on its citizens for the upcoming Civil War slash the incoming Hispanic populations. I think it's only sensical and makes perfect sense that the NSA would find the majority of Spanish-speaking and uh, Hispanic either by birth or through proximity, through first-generation or second-generation loyalties, um, and having a population so fastly growing and so vast in its majority in many areas, um, operating and living that would that would be an unrefusable target, an area of operation or area of attention for the NSA to test and hone its abilities to spy on citizenry and multilingual societies at various and extreme um, spectrum of wealth and technology and resources, as well as um, to to operate in a society where slang and and code and subversive agendas like text messages with code in Spanish arranging various subversive activities uh, can be deciphered through the whole system. It's perfect practice for the NSA. It really is. Number seven. Alien abductions are regularly taking place across the state, but specifically the base of operations and the reasons for such oper- for such abductions are in southwest Texas, up to El Paso, where insectilians are colonizing, actively colonizing the state. And subterranean hive complexes. And they are communicating with Texans. By and large. Through these abductions. This is known in the work of Daryl Sims for example. Otherwise known as the UFO hunter. Also former CIA for example. To show you the connections that this all has in which over hundreds of, you know, reports, the consistent images are that there are mantid aliens, mantid extraterrestrials, as well as various other beings seeking to engage and abduct and make contact with Texans, and specifically a lot of Texans. Um, Daryl Sims himself operates out of San Antonio, but this happens across the world. Um, but because the activities are similar in Texas is a hotspot for abductions. You know, in this case, specifically Texans. Um, having some of the greatest and most fascinating, not only UFO sightings, but alien abduction reports coming out of the state, the Lone Star State. Number eight. The drug cartels in Mexico are actually working for the United States government to destabilize the region. 
I believe this is also connected to the CIA. A CIA having created, for example, um, the original drug cartels through the Bushes and their operations through um, the creation of the cocaine uh, import agency of the CIA. And the cartels are a grown terrorist organization armed by the United States and its deep state uh, operations. Say, for example, Fast and Furious, if you remember that scandal in o the Obama era, that the DEA was actually uh, responsible, or the DEA and the ATF were actually responsible for arming the cartels just to see where the cartels would use the weapons. And it's a preposterous uh, strategy that would only guarantee the use of weapons in violent situations by criminals uh, for the sheer effect to see if that if you gave a man a gun, would he shoot it at his you know, rival or enemy or whatever, and then you could bust him for using the gun that you gave him. It's ridiculously stupid, but it's absolutely the logic they want you to believe uh, when they are caught arming the narco-terrorists that are operating uh, with immunity uh, right across the border and threatening to surge forward with unrelenting uh, force and organization uh, to literally wage war against Americans. The U.S. government is secretly agreeing to deals with extraterrestrials and to establish a new world order. And one of the capitals of this New World Order is Texas, specifically out of Houston, otherwise known as Space City. Um, absolutely believe that the Galactic Federation and the um, Solar Warden and ICC, the Secret Space, secret space Programs and Secret uh, uh, Super Soldier Programs running out of the American side of operations are housed at least bureaucratically in Texas um, specifically in bases in San Antonio and bases in Houston um, which are simultaneously running underneath the uh, international airports on either side of the city of Houston but for example the NSA operates out of San Antonio and whistleblowers Max Spears and James Casbolt both met and had histories in San Antonio together. And both were British uh, secret, uh, sorry, British super soldiers in the secret space program of the Nottawaffen Dark Fleet. So, yes, there is a, a lot of lore connecting Texas with the secret space program, specifically uh, Houston. Uh, and much more than just the Johnson Space Center. Number 10. Houston is home to a secret society dedicated to building a bridge to the future in which elites are preparing for a global apocalypse where they will scientifically engineer immortality and survive deep underground or off-world or in the Gulf of Mexico using advanced technology pioneered by Howard Hughes. Absolutely, I believe this, and I really want to talk about this once I get all the uh, research done, but I do believe Howard Hughes was creating a futurist cult of transhumanists, and he believed that he could achieve immortality 
uh, within his lifetime, which was incorrect, but I believe that he was definitely funding it with the enormity of his money and that his influence within Houston uh, would surely keep his legacy alive and that vision alive because it's as promising now as it was then that because of great wealth and intelligence and engineering proficiency, one could beat death and forever be young or forever be alive. And uh, however that may be, and that that society with its ideals exists within the upper crust, the upper echelons of Houston business society, Houston elite society, Houston cultural society. And if you know Houston, it's the fourth largest city in America. It's the Chicago of Texas. It is the L.A. of Texas. It is the uh, New York City of Texas. It's a massive, sprawling urban complex with three or four million people currently living in it uh, from around the world. So... Absolutely, this is a powerful, powerful force uh, to direct the will of Texas, especially this this extremely wealthy and powerful city in Texas, in the image of Howard Hughes, probably the most famous Houstonian, if not most important modern Texan outside of uh, Lyndon B. Johnson in the uh, political history books, kind of basically. But yeah, those are 20 episodes that I'm going to be working on. I hope you guys would like to uh, listen to them in the future when I release them. You guys can show up for those, support those. Um, Share this right now. This is just a little touching base. This is just a little, you know, like, hello, how do you do? Uh, This is what I'm working on. This is what I have in store. Don't worry. Working on I will start making these episodes uh, full length, two episodes, two hours, you know, each, deep dives. Uh, full of research and um, citations and sources that help you guys, like, you know, third-party sources and audio to help put it in context and make sense of it. Uh, but for now, just let me work on these. Let me let me get it done. Um, definitely have not given up, and I'm going to be working twice as hard, um, but going twice as deep in, with each of these dives. And it's just going to take twice as long, unfortunately. So thank you very much for your patience and your support during this uh, new season of 2023. I've been beyond top secret Texan. Thank you very much for listening. You know, God bless you and your families. Thank you very much. Peace out.